0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: Yeah, I know you've heard it before, but uh, you need to uh, right now go to GetStuckOnSports.com, click on the tab, and get your team signed up for the golf outing because it's coming faster than you know, June the 25th at the Elks. Uh, and we'll have a great time
2: well i'll at least welcome you all in before i try to shamelessly sell you so welcome in it's it's a wednesday it's not a shameless sell it's how you get paid we've had a somewhat busy week BWAC is now all settled out and well what we thought at the beginning of the year kind of happened richmond's on top At least in baseball, we kind of expected that. Softball, we didn't know. But Richmond wins another BWAC title in both. Uh, Took a little few twists and turns to get there. But two BWAC championships. Congratulations to them. Uh, We can talk about how the Mac Blue in baseball is trying to finally be decided. (laughs) But it just won't. So (laughs) that's been a gong show that we can talk about a bit. Because... Yesterday, I was originally supposed to be at Port Huron Northern for a completed game that never happened, and shocker, it had to do with umpires, so that's been interesting. What else has gone on um, this past week? Uh, a split between Armada and Algonac. Josh Kasner put up another ridiculous stat line, and then a... In, typical Armada fashion after getting blown out in the first game. They bounce back and win game two. (laughs) What else do we have to talk about?
1: Oh, We've got all kinds of stuff and we'll start with softball and we'll do that when uh, we uh, get things officially rolling in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall
3: Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, Automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Replace them with Anderson windows. With low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. <sighs>
1: Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron.
2: here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom their already impressive selection has now doubled I guarantee if you go into TP logos you will find something you love for your local team if they don't have what you like they'll custom make something just for you that's TP logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville take advantage of high market values
0: by tapping into your home's equity with a low rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacuorg forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval, equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 401863.
1: The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a night of champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMorran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 Third Street in Port Huron. Cost is 100 dollars per person or 1000 dollars for a table. For more information on a night of champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810
0: For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: You're back with Dennis and Brady, and we start with uh, softball from uh, Monday. Starting in the uh, Mac, Brady, you were at this game as uh, Northern took on uh, Lance Cruz uh, and it ended up being a, a nice win
2: for the Huskies. Yes, they got a really nice 5-3 to three win on senior day, and you could tell everyone felt really good about it. A season where they were really young, and they were trying to put it all together, and they didn't play a perfect game, and they got two
1: huge
2: breaks in this game that if it were flipped, they it would have been, we'd be sitting here going, Northern may have been screwed out of a win, but they get the win. Abby Lanchute pitched really, really well. She got into trouble one time. That was in the third inning. She gave up a single double and double that netted two of the three Lance Cruz runs. But Northern just did enough. They got a run in the first inning on a uh, Madison Ramo sack fly. And in the third... Here was the difference, and usually this is flipped. Usually this is what happens to Northern. They got the breaks this time. They scored three runs in the bottom of the third and didn't get a hit. Reached on an error, reached on an error, walked to make the bases loaded. Then a fielder's choice where they got the out at home. A ground out to third, which drove in a run. So two away, and Mackenzie Shagney comes up. And it's one and two. And there's a pitch high in a way that she starts to swing and stops, and she stopped a foot past the plate. Like it was a check swing technically, but I'm going okay. Well, that ends the inning in my head, and the home plate umpire goes, "Nope, check swing." I'm going okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, you'll take that. You just go, "Oh wow." And then they appealed, and the other umpire was at, at short because there were runners on. So they, he, he didn't see, and they're not going to change the call on something he wasn't sure about. I mean, he's basically looking at it straight away. So, of course, what happens next? Shagney hits one off the end of the bat, just makes contact, puts it in play. Third baseman comes in, throws the first, under the glove, two-run score. After on the third error of the inning. So Northern takes a four to two lead. They added one more actually. Abrionna Bellinger had a had a double and then was driven in by Marissa Ramo to make it five to two. Lance Cruz added one more run, but that's all they could get. And Abby Landshu pitched maybe one of her best games of the year, goes seven, uh gives up six hits, two earned, three walks, five strikeouts, and and worked out of danger. She had a little bit of trouble, as I mentioned, in the third inning, and she was probably close to getting the hook, and she settled down and got the really nice win for a young Northern team that is a confidence booster. I know it's at the end of the year, but still, for those young players to see it all come together, that's that's nice.
1: Yeah, here, here's the thing. Uh, we look at Northern's record and we go, oh, boy, you know they've had a rough year. But here's the thing. You can see in their lineup, what they have, and that they're gonna they're gonna be much better. We'll like go, they're gonna be competitive next year, and in a couple of years this lineup is
2: gonna be actually pretty good. Well go watch a game from mid April and then go watch a game the Lance Cruz game. No, they didn't play a perfect game. Yes, there's a lot of room to improve, but they did enough to win and they, they made some plays and they got some timely hitting and it's the young players we've talked about both Ramos had, had RBIs, Shannon Falco had a hit. And then you have Becca Larson in the middle of the order, who just gets on base and is kind of the bedrock of that lineup. And she got on three times, was hit by a pitch, walked, and singled. Yeah, they just need to,
1: uh, because uh, Abby landshut is going to graduate, so they, they need
2: to find that pitcher right. for next season. And they'll be all right. They will hit, and they should be able to field. Uh, as I mentioned, Marissa Ramo, two hits and RBI, two runs scored. Madison Ramo, two RBIs. And Becca Larson did have the hit, the walk, the hit-by-pitch and a run scored. So they did enough, and they get a really nice win over a talented Lance Cruz team. That mathematically had eliminated Lance Cruz from Mac Blue contention because if they had, because they lost to Frazier yesterday. If they had beat Frazier and P.H. would be, beat marine city tomorrow lance cruz would have technically shared the mac blue title so it's not that lance cruz was just a dead duck that oh the season they still had something to play for
1: yeah uh speaking of marine city not league games but they split with romeo on monday uh took the first game three to one behind uh ainsley coleman's two hits including a double and an rbi and mckenzie laboon went seven gave up just one earned run on four hits walked two and struck out seven romeo bounced back to take the second game uh, of that doubleheader five to one but uh, a split and again We've been talking about Marine City throughout the year and the quality wins that they have picked up against teams. They get a win against Romeo. They have a win this year against Richmond. Um, They beat St. Clair early in the year. Uh, This is a Marine City team that when they put it together,
2: they do good things. So I... One of the things I've advocated for, for seeding in the baseball, if, if you wanted to go away from random draw, put all the coaches in a room and just seed them. Make a, a committee of the coaches, and you seed the districts yourself. So where would you put Marine City? They've beaten St. Clair. They've beaten Richmond. They've beaten Romeo. They've beaten Marysville. But they also have some losses you scratch your head and go, huh?
1: Yeah, they, the, the first game of the they season... They Chippewa Valley. Yeah, the first game of the season, they blew the big lead against cross Lex. Yes. Yes. Um, so the, there have been some some losses where you go, Meh.
2: But more times than not, I'm going, that's a that's a good win. Yeah, and they have the top-end talent when they are all playing their best and they're not making errors and they're not making base-running mistakes that they can compete I know St. Clair's probably the favorite in that district, but Marine City has the leg up on them, and if they can get the this this type of pitching from Mackenzie Laboon or Jocelyn Dietland, who outdueled Richmond, that's the other question: Who are you going to in the big game? Because you've seen both pitchers do it against tough competition. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and and again, depth that
1: they've got a deep lineup. Uh, they got a lot of kids that uh, th- not all their starters, uh, or I should say, they have kids that come off the bench that contribute because they play everybody, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, they're they're deep. So it's not just the starting nine that you have to contend with. Somebody will come off the bench during the game and ambush you. You know, the, the, some days there's Avery Maine. She didn't start, but she gets into the game and bombs one over the fence or hits a ball into the gap or vice versa, main starts, and then somebody comes into the game and they hit the ball <laughs> into the the gap, or or you go, oh, yeah, they didn't start Ainsley Coleman today, and now she's coming off the bench. Oh, they didn't start Jade Blanchard
2: today, and now she's coming off the bench. <laughs> and Marine City offensively just hasn't put it all together yet. They haven't. There haven't been these games where you go, oh, 13 runs, oh, 14 runs, because it seems like four out of nine hitters are hitting – Five out of nine hitters are hitting, and they'll have a couple weak spots, and it's random game to game. But if they can really keep meshing together, that's not a team I want to play in a district. It's really not.
1: So I could name you about uh, four teams at least in the Hmm. BWAC that I don't want to play in a district, and And two of them have to play each other, Yep, Richmond and Almont. I'm pretty sure that district goes through them. That's
2: likely the final. Uh,
1: and uh, we, we had a doubleheader with them on uh, Monday at Richmond. And in game one, Elmont came out and picked up a 4-1 to win. Uh, and uh, they beat uh, Katie Shoeboy in that game. And they had 11 hits. Uh, and they never trailed in the ball game. They scored in the uh, third inning an RBI a double. It was a two-out rally. After the first two hitters were retired, Grace Johnson got on with a uh, single, and she can fly, and Grace Koenig hit one into the gap for a double, and Johnson scored all the way from first to make it 1-0. Then uh, Almont again with uh, two outs in the fifth. Johnson was on base. She stole second. She scored on a single by the hit machine, Devin Johnston, to make it 2-0 for Almont at that point. Richmond got their only run of the game in the uh, bottom of the uh, fifth inning. RBI single by uh, Ashley Stafford. They loaded the bases with two outs, and Stafford was able to uh, punch a soft little liner past third into left, but it was only they were only able to get one run on the play. Uh, and then uh, a real good uh, performance from Maya McClain, who went seven, scattered seven hits, only walked one, only struck out two but Almont played good defense uh, behind her, and uh, the, they ended up tacking on runs, getting big hits. Abby Gemmel, the freshman, got a big RBI single in the sixth. We haven't talked
2: about her a ton at the plate, more on the mound. So yeah, the, and
1: they used her as the DP. She hit for McLean, uh and got a big hit uh, there, and then uh, Johnston singled in another run. She had three hits and two RBIs in game one of the uh, doubleheader to, to really pace the attack, and Almont gets a very nice Four to one win. They needed to go in there and really get a sweep to muddle up the standings and have a chance at getting a piece of the title themselves. Uh, And after game one, you're kind of scratching your head, going, Well, what's Richmond going to do? Are they going to come back with Shoe Boy in game two, thinking, you know, because they needed three wins to win the title outright. Yes. So they had to get that second game on Monday. And uh, they, they actually, because why would I question anything that Richmond does? They, they went with uh, Telto in the second. Lauren Telto, I'm sure she's pitched this year. You haven't seen I just team. hadn't seen it. Right. And she came in, and for five innings, Almont didn't have a clue against her. Meantime, Richmond scored three in the third and two in the fourth, and they're up uh, five to nothing. Abby Reinhardt had a big RBI single. Liz Shoeboy had a big two-run single. Uh, and then Almont uh, kicked the ball around a little bit in the uh, fourth inning. It was a hit-by-pitch, a sacrifice, a single, put them at first and third. They stole the base. And then a pop-up to second. Runners at second and third still with you know two outs now. And then Stafford hit a ground ball to second that turned into two-run scoring. Um, and it was 5 nothing. Richmond was on cruise control going into the uh, bottom of the uh, sixth. Telto had only given up four hits. Uh, and then Devin Johnston came up and hit a line drive, close line rope over the left center field fence. All of a sudden, it's 5-1. And all of a sudden... Everybody on that Almont bench is up and excited, and the Richmond bench is like, oops. Once they
2: get going, it's hard to slow them down.
1: Then Rochewski singled. Tennant drove her in with a double, uh, and uh, one of two balls she hit off the top of a fence. In the first game, she doubled off the top of the left field fence, missed a home run by two feet. Hmm. Uh, And in that one, double off the center field fence, missed a home run by about a foot. Um and then Richmond is a
2: smaller ballpark though so two
1: ten to center though
2: yeah that's the weird part usually it's it's one ninety to left and right and two ten to center it's usually either two hundred or two twenty five basically at every other ballpark yeah Uh, and then uh,
1: Locka had an RBI single and then Gemmel had an RBI single off of Piper Clark who'd come in in relief and a big difference in velocity between Telto and Piper Clark, and Gemmel was all over it. And they ended up uh, with uh, the potential tying and go-ahead runs on base um, before Clark got out of that inning. And so it's all of a sudden 5 nothing. It's 5-4. And Richmond stranded some runners in the top of the seventh. Elmont got a leadoff hit from who else? Devin Johnson. She had three hits in the game, hmm. single-double homer. Um, and then uh, they had to get Roszewski, Tyson, and Tennant to get out of the game, and Clark did it, and Richmond uh, took the 5-4 win to get the split in the doubleheader and then put them, I mean, I think all along they've been in the driver's seat, um, but that really put them to where, okay, now we know if we go to MLA City on Tuesday and win two games, nobody can touch us.
2: Right. They controlled their well. They controlled their own destiny coming in to the doubleheader. But that first loss, and I'm sure when Elmont's making their run, Richmond fans are going, "Okay, this is too close. Yep. Don't like it. No, oh, yeah. We just, we just had to avoid a sweep. We just had to avoid a
1: sweep. And Elmont had the chance to sweep the doubleheader. Like they put themselves in a position to sweep that doubleheader, um, and so." For Clark to kind of shut things down there after the leadoff hit in the uh, bottom of the seventh
2: was big for Richmond. Couple of well, uh, now th- this makes the the matchup in the districts that much more interesting.
1: Yeah, because they, because they, they split and Almont really and gave them a scare. I think we
2: talked about this um, after you got done with your game Monday. When was the last time Almont softball had beaten Richmond? Richmond, I don't think had lost more than two games in BWAC play in a long time, and it well, you look if you look back at the standings, it's basically North Branch or Croslex that had the really good teams that would challenge Richmond, and it's got to be a mental thing to finally beat them, and it does kind of make them less scary. Oh. They're not unbeatable. They're not this unfathomable team, even though they're the defending state champs. You can play with them. Yeah, and you did it against their number one.
1: And that's again, like you said, that'll make that all the more interesting when uh, we get into that uh, district. Um, North Branch beat Croslex twice. The first game was thirteen to nothing. Uh, Jasmine Girlish had two hits, including a home run, knocked in a run, scored three runs. Alana Dushetsky had a hit, knocked in two runs, scored two runs, also threw five innings in that uh, game uh, and only allowed two hits and a walk with seven strikeouts. Jasmine Mock had two hits, a home run, a double, two RBIs. She scored three times. Natasha Bickle homered among her two hits. She drove in two runs, scored twice. Kate Welch homered and drove in two runs in that game. So all North Branch in game one.
2: Game- That's a lot of home runs. That's what, four well, home runs?
1: I don't think we're done. No. Because <laughs> we had oh, no. an eight-inning game in game two that you said had a pair of eight-run innings, one for each yes. team. Um, and uh, and Crosslex, I think, made a big comeback in this one, but North Branch won it in eight, 16-15. Uh, You had uh, Macy Bug get four hits, drive in two, and score three. Deschetsky had two hits, a double, an RBI. Uh, Welsh had three hits, another home run. She drove in five runs. And then uh, Crosslex put the hit and shoes on. In game two, Riley Robertson, four hits, a triple, two runs batted in, scored three runs. Jaden Gumtow, uh, Gumtow had another home run and a double, three RBIs. Uh, Julie Van Camp had two hits and uh, drove in a run and scored twice. Isabella Pacina had two hits. She hit another home run, drove in uh, four runs, and uh, scored uh, two. Um, and uh, Gumtow and Pacina have been hitting bombs. For the last few weeks now, for Crosslex. which has basically been half the season. Yeah, I mean, I when when they hit, they score a lot of runs. They've had problems stopping other teams scoring on them. They remind me this year of Elmont last year. Yeah, where Elmont Maybe would have not to score as
2: deep in the lineup, but no, yes, but like civil. where Elmont would have
1: to score sixteen runs to win a game.
2: Right. I mean, Crosley. They're, they finished 6-8 and eight in BWAC play, 5th place, but everyone else was, you know, you, you're not touching that top four, and they actually got one against Elmont.
1: Yeah, which is the one that, that Elmont's sitting there going, you know, we split with Algonac, well, it, we, we split with North Branch, we split with Richmond. We let that one get away. Well,
2: of the top four... Basically, the difference in the BWAC was Almont lost across Lex and Richmond swept North Branch. Yep. If North Branch splits, the top four all split with each other and you would have had a three-way tie because Almont lost the one to Cross-Lex. But because Richmond was able to take two from North Branch in two games, Dennis, you did these. Correct me if I'm wrong. North Branch had a chance to win those games. Well,
1: not in game one, but they had a chance to win in oh, game yes, two. Oh, yes, it was
2: game two. That was yeah.
1: the... the, the game, game two was nine to six, and I think at one point North Branch had the lead and it hit a couple of home runs off of Shoeboy. And uh, then, uh, but game one... Shoe boy was shoe boy and they won that one. I think it was nine to nothing. Right. I think the scores that day were nine-nothing and nine
2: six or something like that. All right. On to yesterday's softball. Uh Cusno beat Port here on 15 to nothing. Uh, Gross Point South beat Port here on northern 12-7. Madison Ramo with three more hits, a double, two RBIs, a run scored. Becca Larson, two hits, a double RBI run scored as well. Anna Hall added a couple hits as well. I was at St. Clair for a Mack White game between St. Clair and Stevenson. St. Clair won 9-1. They looked really good, but it was funny. You know, when we're putting in the line scores, you're looking, you're going, wow, St. Clair dominated, and when I was there, it felt like they still left stuff on the table and you knew there was another gear or two St. Clair could have kicked it into, particularly the pitcher Avery Paul. So a 9-1 win, and Avery Paul goes seven innings, gives up five hits to Sterling Hyde-Stevenson. The only run scored that she reached on an error, so no earned, no walks and eight Ks. And I left that game, and I was talking to Welper because he was there covering it, and I go... Paul was good today, but I know she can be even better, and I've seen her be better. And then I look at the line score and I go, that's an unbelievable performance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought, I thought that Avery Paul, you know, didn't miss as many bats as before. She ended up with eight strikeouts, but I don't know if it's just because I saw her against Lance Cruz North where she was otherworldly, but yeah, she also added three hits at the plate for uh, St. Clair and two RBIs, but the the story at the plate for St. Clair was Peyton Malcolm. Three at-bats, she ended a triple shy of the cycle. She was hitting in the eight spot, folks. A single, a towering home run to left field that drove in three, and then an RBI double her last time up, and... She never got a chance at the at the cycle with the triple. She had a really nice game. Savannah Clark had two hits, uh, a triple. I gave her a double on the second one. It wasn't a nice swing. She popped it up to right field, but the right fielder just overran it and dropped behind her. No one touches it. It's a hit. She ended up on second. Gave her a double. It drove in a run. So uh, she ended the day with a double and a triple and two RBIs in she almost had a home run on the triple, roped it down the right field line. It was a nice win for St. Clair. Kind of flexed their muscles on Sterling Heights Stevenson and dominated. And that win is amplified by the fact that Marysville goes to Lance Cruz North and beats them five to one. Yeah, that was big help to St. Clair. I uh as I got the notification on my phone that St. Clair. Or that Marysville had beaten Lons Cruz North. I'm just sitting next to the dugout. I just turn and say to one of the coaches, and I go, Hey, Marysville beat Lons Cruz North. And they were just like, Yes. Because <laughs> they, they, now they control their own destiny in the Mac uh, White. We'll get to the game uh, in a second. But St. Clair, technically a half game back. So Lons Cruz North is 8 and 3. They just have one more Mac White game to play. Uh St. Clair is 6-2, and two, so they've played, what's that, three less games. However, if both teams win out, St. Clair would only have two losses. Lonscruise North would have three. St. Clair would be Mack White champs. So technically, they're still behind in the standings, but St. Clair win out, you're Mack White champs. And that's a big win for Marysville, who all of a sudden is third place in the Mac White probably too late because they have four losses. They would need Lance Cruz to lose their last game the best they could even possibly do is a split. But this is a nice confidence-boosting win for Marysville. 5-1 over Lons Cruz North.
1: Yeah, and they're starting to, to, to play better. They've been fighting all year to get their identity back, uh, I, I think. And they got good news because Kate Westmiller came back, and I don't think that was completely expected. At least if you would have asked a week ago, the 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 coaching staff there would say, Yeah, we're not expecting Kate back this year. And and not only was she back, but she got three hits in the win.
2: Yeah. She had three hits, scored a run in the win. Story of the day, Brandy Bassett on the mound. She's had games like this where she's been dominant. Seven innings pitched, six hits, one run, no walk, six strikeouts. And, and she gives
1: you a chance to win. She's another one you'll watch her pitch and you won't be blown away, but at the end of the day you'll Go, wow, they didn't square her up. They didn't hit very many balls
2: hard, did they? No. No, she's had one or two games where it's almost like from Jump Street you're going to know. After an inning and a half, you know if – if what you're going to get from Brandy Bassett that a more often than not, it's good. Uh, Avery Wolters, two hits in RBI, Megan Winston, two hits in RBI run scored, Megan Lenarski, a double and two runs scored. That's a big confidence boosting win for Marysville. And like you said, trying to find the identity and it almost feels as if St. Clair has started to take the shine that we kind of had for Marysville at the beginning of the year, because they have been so good. And, all of a sudden, Marysville's kind of the underdog again. Not that they were the underdog last year, but I don't want to say the forgotten team, but they're flying a bit under the radar right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, and last year, yeah, like, no, certainly outside of our area, nobody in the state was taking Marysville seriously they weren't getting ranked they, they weren't getting talked about and all they kept doing was bumping people off along the road oh this is where their run ends linden has got this notre that, dame and prep. the other thing yeah notre dame prep they've got great pitching and two kids that have hit a million home runs uh and, and all they kept doing was knocking these teams off all the way and they had a wasso down by three in the championship game in east lansing before anybody said wow I guess we should have uh, talked a little <laughs> bit more about Marysville this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, they're doing well, and they're maybe they're peaking at the right time. because You know districts, it's one day. Maybe a kid didn't get enough sleep. Maybe a kid uh, just feeling good on a Saturday for whatever reason, and that district is going to be a bloodbath. Because not only is there St. Clair and Marysville, there's Marine City, who is a game away from getting a share of the Mac Blue and a team you saw in Armada. Yeah, I saw Armada yesterday. Um,
1: Dakota over Anchor Bay 10-4 was the other Mac score. So in the BWAC, it boiled down to this yesterday. If Richmond won both of their games, it didn't matter what Algonac did. However, if Algonac swept and Richmond stubbed their toe and lost a game, they would have tied for the, the title, or if Richmond would have really stubbed their toe and lost both games, Algonac would have jumped them in the standings and won the league title outright. So they both went into the day knowing they needed to sweep their their double headers. Um, so uh, at Algonac, they beat Armada in game one, nine to two behind Kennebaugh Morito. Seven innings pitched, just one earned run, four hits, didn't walk anybody. 18 punch-outs.
2: That's just stupid. 18 out of 21 outs. I know we're getting used to seeing high double-digit strikeouts. boy does this. Bomarito does it. Heck, I just said five minutes ago that you felt a little disappointed and cheated that Avery Paul only had eight strikeouts, which is still a, not a really nice day. But, yeah, 18 strikeouts. Don't let this fall into the, I don't know, we'll call it Jam- getting it Jameson-fied or whatever, <laughs> where you get 25 points and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, that's that's unbelievable. But that's happened to me, Brady. It's happened to me already this
1: season where I went, oh geez, she only had eight, nine strikeouts yeah. in this oh, game. Oh, she got, that's only a, got to eleven. That's a low total for her because I'm used to her being double digits. Because you in know, at the top game.
2: end, she can strike out 18 of 21 outs. She had five innings
1: where she struck out the side. She had at least one strikeout in every inning of the game. The bottom five hitters for Armada were O. 0- for fifteen with fourteen strikeouts. So
2: only one ball was put in play after the cleanup hitter. Uh yeah, the number five hitter McKenzie
1: grounded out to short her first time up, and then it was strike out, 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 strike out,
2: for the rest of the game for those bottom five hitters. Yeah, that's um not that Len Perkins isn't a really, really good coach. But it becomes a lot easier to coach when you can cut off half the order and go, okay, those are strikeouts. Ken has got them.
1: And um, eight of the nine hitters struck out in the game. But Alexa Kaunacki, okay, when there's a pitcher dealing and throwing 18 strikeouts and you come to the plate three times and you don't strike out, that's a good
2: day at the yeah, plate. No, we saw she, it. she was hit by a pitch, doubled and scored, and hit by a pitch. Yeah, you just find a way on. Um, it, not as much in softball because you don't sh- switch from the wind-up to the stretch, which, by the way, the wind-up's an outdated thing. You don't need to do it. Um, but just getting runners on and, and throwing off the rhythm is something that good hitters do. And like, it doesn't matter if you get hit by a pitch or get a hit, draw, a walk. Heck, sometimes just putting a ball in play can get a pitcher out of their w- rhythm. Didn't end up making a difference, but that's a nice performance from Kownacki just to try to throw Bomarito off at all.
1: You know, uh, again, after the first inning, the Algonac defense had to get one out. And do you know what it was? DeVerne threw out a runner trying to steal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's one of the three outs that weren't strikeouts.
1: Yes, the other two, in the, in the first inning, you had a strikeout, a hit by pitch. Pratt grounded out to the first baseman unassisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was a walk, and then McKenzie grounded out to short. And then after that, everything was a strikeout except Haley Schram got caught trying to steal a base in the third inning.
2: So after the first inning, Armada did not record an out on a batted ball. That's ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) Kenna Bomarito also had two hits at the plate, drove in a run, stole a base as well, scored herself. Bree Thomason, two hits, a walk, three runs scored, RBI. Ella Stevenson, two hits, double, home run, three RBIs. And I think she falls into that category of, oh, a double and a home run, three RBIs. Yeah, okay, next. But, again, (laughs) that's still a ridiculous day, just She's had games where she has double that. Still, really nice day at the office for Ella Stevenson. Sierra Vossler, three hits, triple run, RBI, four stolen bases. Camden Thaler, two hits, two runs, and a stolen base as well. Armada, as you said, Haley Schram, two hits. Alexa Kaunaki had a double scored a run, and Natalie Sauer doubled and drove in a run herself. And Alkanak game- had
1: 11 stolen bases in game one.
2: Yeah, that's a lot. All right, game
1: two. Game two now, and I'm thinking after seeing 18 strikeouts that at the end D DeLang only struck out eight, ho-hum. Eight strikeouts is a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it looked like a rather pedestrian performance. Good start for Armida or bad start for Algonac? Hard to say. Two easy ground balls to short. Should have been two up and two down in the first inning. And instead, there were three errors on two batters, and it was second and third with nobody out. And Natalie Sauer roped a line shot over the first baseman's head for a two-run uh, single. Then Pratt singled. Um, and then uh, after that, D. DeLang settled down, only gave up uh, two runs late in the game when it was already over and didn't matter. Uh, and errors played uh, a role in uh, that. So she actually only gave up one earned run in the the game. And Algonac got it going. They got a two-run double, or excuse me, an RBI double from Thaler and a wild pitch scored the other run. So it's 2-2 after two. Then in the third inning, they flex their muscles. With one out, Stevenson hits a frozen rope over the left center field fence for a home run, and you're like, wow, she crushed that until Sierra Vossler came up and hit a towering drive to left that was way out of there, and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) There's somebody else on this team that's got uh, that kind of power, too. And Algonac never trailed after that. They added three runs in the uh, third. Vossler had a two-run double in that uprising. They added two more runs in the uh, fifth inning. Uh, an RBI double for Stevenson, RBI single for Vossler. Uh, all of a sudden, it's a 9-2 to two ball game going into the sixth. Again, Armada got a run in the sixth uh, to make it 9-3. to uh, three. Uh, That was a weird play. So it was two balls and a strike on the uh, hitter, Schram. And she
2: swung and missed and ran to first. Oh, I had that. Yeah, well, not to the same extent. Uh, they like dropped it and she like went to take a step. The catcher quickly went up and tagged her. And it was like, I'm like, that, that's strike two? And you know, when there's no scoreboard working, especially, you start to question yourself a bit. You're like I must have, especially when umpires go up very slowly with the right hand, mm-hmm. or they yell out both ball and strike. So sometimes you're not sure, and yeah, but no, ran to first on a dropped second strike. Yeah,
1: I, well, the, this one got back to the screen, so it oh, was yeah. it was a wild pitch, and she ran down to first, and she's standing at first like she reached base. Uh, a run scored, runner moved over to to third, and Alganax like, wait, it, it, it's two balls, two strikes here. Yeah, she's still batting. And and they wanted the runners to go back, but the umpire's right. like, no, the batter is still batting and the count's two and yeah. two. But wild pitch is a wild pitch. That's a live ball, and those two base runners can advance on that. So a run scored on the play, and
2: then they struck out Tram on the next pitch and stranded the runner at, uh, at Which, third. Which slightly related. Have you ever heard of the Savannah Bananas? No. They're an independent team. Uh, down in Georgia and they have their own wacky rules of baseball like they have a time limit like the the game is always done in 2 hours um one of the rules is that you can steal first base so if a pitch gets by the catcher or in the dirt you, middle of the count you can run down to first <laughs> that's one of the rules another one they have that i like is that if a fan catches a foul ball you're out <laughs> Oh, man. So that's what that made me think of. Anyway.
1: Two hits for Bree Thomason. She uh, reached base three times, scored twice. Stevenson went uh, two for three uh, with a double a home run. She was also hit by a pitch. She scored three times, drove in uh, two. Vossler was four for three with a single double home run. Uh, the one time they got her out was a great play by Couch at third She snagged a one-hop bullet and threw her out at uh, first. But Vossler had six hits in the doubleheader. She had three singles, a double, a triple, and a home run, and knocked (laughs) in five runs. Yeah, that's That's a pretty good day at the office. That's dumb. Two hits for uh, Camden uh, Thaler, who uh, was a tough out uh, yesterday. She ended up going four for five in the doubleheader. And uh, scoring uh, two runs and knocking uh, in a run, and her reward was after her second hit, they took her out and played Tory Boyd the rest of the game. <laughs> but Algonac wins nine to two at nine to four, and so they got the job done. They they did what they had to do, uh, and then they had to uh, wait to find out the scores. And of course, the Richmond scores came in. Five seconds after I signed off the year. Yep. Like, I, That's I, how it waited, I waited, I waited. I looked, I looked. I can't find any scores. And I said, okay, goodbye. I'll be in Cross Lex tomorrow. Join us then. And I signed off, and ding, Richmond sweeps. They're the BWAC champs. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, and congratulations. Well, well
2: <laughs> yes, congratulations <laughs> in order to Richmond. Uh, they both get baseball and softball outright champs, but. MLA City gave them a scare. We don't have stats for these games, but we have the scores 2-0 Richmond and 5-1 Richmond. I think a lot of people were expecting it to be a little more comfortable, but I'm sure Shoeboy had some stupid numbers in the first game, maybe the second as well. But MLA City puts up a fight... And, unfortunately, they won't get the fruit basket from Algonac for knocking off Richmond. <laughs> they tried, and they gave them a heck of a fight, but just came up a bit short.
1: Yeah, just, again, not knowing, but seeing that Emily City scored one run in a doubleheader at their park. Yes. Um, which, uh, again, is is one that... You sit, you stand behind home plate, and you look out, and you just feel like this is a small place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I, I suspect Shoeboy might have pitched both those games. Richmond knew what was up for grabs. They knew what was happening there, and they so, also
2: knew that they weren't going to see Emily City in the district. Yeah. in a week and a half. Yeah. So, Which I don't know if it ma- plays in, but you know, it was at least in the back of the head of every coach in that Almont-Richmond doubleheader. You know that's there. Whether you're making conscious decisions or not, it's affecting it because, again, we won't remember that Richmond won the BWAC if Almont beats them in a district and makes a run to a semifinal. No one will remember that. They'll remember Almont went to a semifinal.
1: Richmond's the BWAC champs, and they've been the BWAC champs for like 100 years in a row now.
2: (laughs) <laughs> um. Yeah. Let <laughs> me go it, back. It feels like, it. somebody else last snuck year. One in there. No, the last year they they didn't win it. Cross Lex did, and at least as far back as we have standings, they haven't finished below second. the their worst record in the BWAC has been ten and four. Yeah.
1: Well, they went twelve and two this year, splitting a double header at Algonac and splitting the double header at home against Almonte. Which, the
2: other day. Believe it or not, that's their worst record in BWAC play since twenty sixteen. And I saw both their
1: losses, so they might not want me to come back. Apparently not. <laughs> so they go 12-2. and two, Algonac goes 11-3 and uh, three, uh, in uh, BWAC uh, play because they split with the other three bigs.
2: Yes. Yep. So that's softball. We didn't have as much baseball. We actually didn't do a baseball game. Which seems two- weird. We were well, supposed we, to, we've been trying. Yes, we've been trying. We'll start off, you know, when we come back, we'll tell you how um, it's like trying to, f- I feel like I'm in the plot of National Treasure trying to figure out where and when this Northern Lance Cruz resumed game is going to be played and when. And I think Nate Manis is too, trying to figure it out for his own team. <laughs>
1: and uh, we'll try to sort it all out for you in just a second. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until six, Friday and Sunday, noon to four. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's ten locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall
3: Campbell Company located in Port Huron is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than a hundred years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes, and enclosures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520.
1: Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at
0: 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan.
2: Your satisfaction is our guarantee.
3: Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
4: Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers again magna.com forward slash careers get a fresh start with magna international today
0: if you're not listening to get stuck on sports.com that's a personal foul your kids your schools your sports
1: All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady Tri-County Equipment get stuck on sports uh podcast and we'll rewind to Monday and uh, get to the uh, baseball games that were played this week. St. Clair and Bishop Foley
2: had an interesting doubleheader on Monday. Yeah, I think they were both only 5 innings for the doubleheader, which Yeah, I don't I don't mind. You want to save arms.
1: Well, we un- we understood why game 1 was 5. Innings.
2: Yes, it was 13 <laughs> nothing. And tell them what we got. A combined no
1: hitter, three uh, Saints pitchers, Jacob Turner, Brendan Cole, and Chris Piperzak, combined for the five inning no hitter, and they also combined for 12 strikeouts.
2: So that's a lot of strikeouts in five innings. Yes.
1: Uh, and uh, Cole helped out the cause at the plate with three hits, a double, and RBI scored three times. Jared Cramp, three hits. Two of them doubles. He knocked in four runs and scored three. And Eli Lore three hits, three RBIs, two runs scored. Uh, and I just want to point out, I think in the baseball draft, All that four. Welper took Cole, you took Cramp, and I took Lore. And I had Turner, too. You had Turner,
2: too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that worked out really well. Making <laughs> we us look smart. smart. Yeah, that way, guys. Making us look good. Yeah. <laughs> and then in game two, Bishop Foley must have thrown someone else, or I don't know what happened, because then they lose 3-1. That'll happen. Did they use all their hits up in the first game? It might have been. And Foley
1: probably saved their best arm for game two, is well, what I'm
2: guessing. Whatever happened, yes. Um, as we mentioned in the intro and before, not that it wasn't, it wasn't official before Monday, but Richmond now outright BWAC champs. Sixteen uh, nothing win over Emley City and a twelve nothing win over Emley City. Richmond really getting uh, stingy with the stats. Yeah, <laughs> they know. they don't let any info out. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it, it's
1: too close it's, to important it's, time. It's
2: Fort Knox time, yeah. so. So we don't know who possibly could have done well. I didn't, whether it's Hudson Davenport or Jackson Jones or Joe Perinello or Trey Taylor or Denny Saligan or Bryce Wesley or yeah. and Hitzelberger or Ryan Nettles or have I named the entire starting lineup did yet? Did you say Taylor? You I said didn't, Taylor? I did say Trey Taylor. Yeah. I'm sure I've missed two, but that was just Dylan off the, Parker. Yeah, Dylan Parker. That's just off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's all nine positions.
2: Probably, and there's probably like placed third. Esselink. Yeah, because because so. the reason why there were no numbers is Emily City in their game changer just put in the numbers, and the first number we saw, someone hit a home run, but like three different people when we looked back in our books had worn that number this year, <laughs> so we went, screw it, no, we're not gonna guess, yeah, because it I'm was not gonna guess. So someone hit a home run for Richmond, so little claps. Local golf class for Richmond, and whoever hit the home run, whoever wore number four on Monday. Might, we think it might have been Esselink, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. He hit leadoff. He hit leadoff. So. At least according to that. Um, so, yeah, congrats, Richmond BWAC champs. Uh, we said it on Monday, but now official. They got through the weeds unharmed enough to be able to coast to the finish line, and they win, uh, well, not another one because they finished third last year. So they get the BWAC championship this year. They outlast Armada and Algonac and those teams, which Armada and Algonac, let's just talk about the whole series because on Monday, your number one overall pick, Jake Kasner, showed why. Made me look smart. Yes, he did. Seven innings pitched, two hits, no runs, one walk, 14 strikeouts, complete game shutout victory. Hello. You kidding me? I like him. 14, he's over 100 strikeouts now on the year. Uh, uh, like, I'm I, assuming, like I say, he, his ball moves. I'm and it's, assuming he has the Algonac record for strikeouts. If if he doesn't, he's going to. If he doesn't, I want to know who did. Because <laughs> he's at what, like 50 innings pitched and he has 100-some strikeouts? I remember
1: a million years ago, before you were born, they had a kid named Ravis who was the quarterback, and he was the big-time pitcher, and I knew he he threw the ball a million miles per hour, but I don't know that he, he's had the strikeout numbers that Josh
2: Kasner did. Jake Kasner had three hits, a double, a walk, three runs scored. Matt Meldrum added two hits. Jack Cote had a hit, three RBIs, a walk, and a run scored. Then, yesterday, they played game two. They started to tighten up the BWAC series here because district's coming up next week. Alganac drops it to Armada. So Armada comes back and gets the win in game two, three to two. And Josh Genuine, who has been a really nice arm for Armada, he's been their second pitcher they've put in the rotation. Remember, he's the same guy that beat Richmond. At Richmond, he goes seven, gives up just six hits, two earned runs, two walks, three punch-outs. Wyatt Mozalewski had a hit, two RBIs, a walk. The only offense Algonac could really muster was Matt Meldrum with two hits and Jack Cote had a hit and an RBI and are made as a team I cannot figure out. They, They just find ways to win, especially when Josh Genuine's on the mound. That might be a big reason
1: yes. why why they figure out ways to uh, win there. Let's let's stay in the the BWAC with because there were a couple other games yesterday. Uh, North Branch beat Croslex fifteen to seven. Croslex was up seven two in this game.
2: Yes, and then uh, the wheels kind of fell off Croslex. A, a or young, North Branch woke up because all seven Pioneer runs were unearned. Yes, so kind of happened to both uh we will start i mean yeah because cross lex only had i think five hits in the game there were six north branch errors and yeah north branch figured it up landon you Switch. uh had three hits in rbi two run scores. brant primo had primo. primo whatever had a hit two <laughs> rbis three run scores. caden june a name that we hadn't said all year you um, said he had 22 at bats yeah he was last in at-bats on the team. Two hits, four RBIs. So, all right. Way to make a name for yourself, kid. Matt Doody, two uh, double, three RBIs, a run scored. Jordan McKnight, two hits, an RBI, run scored. Keegan Scherlinger had two hits and a double as well. Go back to Monday real quick. There was one other BWAC score. Yale, Beat Elmont 3-2. to Caden Kovac had went seven innings, gave up nine hits. Only the one earned. Didn't walk anyone. Got seven punch outs. Robbie Harrison, two hits, an RBI. That's a name we've said a few times yep. the last couple times we've read Yale box scores. Brendan Hunsicker on the mound. Gave it his all. Did what he could. Six innings pitched. Gave up six hits. No earned. Two walks. Twelve strikeouts.
1: And Richmond played a non-league uh, game on, uh, yesterday yesterday. And lost to Gross Point South nine to five and again hid the uh, any statistics that we could have given you.
2: Yes. But <laughs> Mac Red Champs, they're they're gearing up for the postseason because you know we talked about that softball district being crazy. That baseball district is going to there's going to be a crater somewhere at that field just from all those teams meeting because the one again, the one everyone talking about is gonna be St. Clair Richmond. But Marine City won the mat gold. Armada has already beat Richmond this year and has finished in the top, I think, th- third or fourth in the BWAC. Um, I'd have to see after they beat Algonac, but top half of the BWAC. And then there's Marysville there with the pitching that, you know, can throw something off, and they play Armada in the pre district. So, yeah, they're trying to gear up for that. Uh, speaking of the teams gearing up for the postseason, Mooney. Back on Monday, played Liggett and lost three to two in extra innings. Mooney is just playing the most ridiculous. Is is that like part of the requirements of being a coach at Mooney is you have to play a ridiculous schedule? Yeah,
1: and, and play teams that are just like uh, – well, talked Ligget about Liggett. The they, s- they played Richmond earlier in the season. They got seven committed kids in their lineup to Michigan, Michigan State, and Texas.
2: Yes, Uh in the loss, Trent Rice goes six innings, two hits, given up no earned, five walks, two Ks. Ty Bodeker two hits and a double. They dropped that one in extras. And Marlette swept Ortonville Brandon back on Monday, beat them six five and eleven nothing. So Marlette starting to heat up. Well, I was going to say heat up, gear up for the postseason, trying to make a run back to the playoffs. And then Marine City played in the tournament. Yeah, it was yeah. So they didn't play Monday, and I didn't know what the Matt and Gold tournament was going to be like. So Monday was the three through six playing to get to the semifinals. They were at Kite Monroe, and the semifinals were played, and they actually lost to Cousin O five to four. They were down five nothing, couldn't get the comeback bid. Turned out the finals were played right after, which is weird, and it felt rushed, and it just didn't feel like the way a conference tournament should feel. By the way, in the loss, Zach Tetler, two hits, a double. Nolan Distlerath a hit, an RBI, a run scored. Cooper Lettson, a hit, an RBI. Josh Vanderveyer, a hit, two RBIs, a run scored. Um, I would like this more, I think, if there were another week or two of the season and you could have a legit tournament and you could spread it out over a week have the finals Saturday at Jimmy John's Field or have it Saturday at, at a I don't know, at Macomb Community College or something. Yeah. And have it and not feel like it's, okay, we have to get these games in because districts technically can start at the end of the week. And you just don't have enough dates in the season to do this. Yeah, i
1: I, I didn't know what to think. Like when you told me about it, I didn't really like make a big deal out of it or think, "Oh wow, I'm excited for this," because I really wasn't, and and I'm kind of glad to see in the end that there was no reason for me to be. Yeah, like l- would it be cool to go? Oh, Marine City won the league title and the tournament, but not really worried about this tournament.
2: No, it not to poo-poo it because Marine City lost, but even before it was kind of an unknown and. Yeah, if let's say the week the season was even a week longer and I would like to see this maybe where you get the top three teams in each or the top two teams in each uh division and like you pair the silver and the bronze and if you want to do a one day thing, fine, but then it's kinda of like the Catholic League playoffs where you have the top two in the AA, then the top two in the intersectional meet, and it's really good baseball and not And the semifinals and the finals are broken up. Yes. And the other thing is, it gives you incentive to still finish second in your league. So I think there's potential, but you really need to work at it. Even if you just went Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday with the semifinals and finals. And I don't, I understand why you do it at Kite Monroe. Have the finals under the lights. That's not a bad idea. But this needs a little bit of tweaking. I'm not going to be mad at them for trying it. But it's a rough draft yeah. of a tournament is how I'd put it. I just, um, for for me, give me that
1: third game in the week. Instead of the two-game series, go back to the three-game series like everybody else does. I
2: do like the three-game series, and the coaches that don't have pitching are hate it. Yes. Yeah, but I think it's the best way to decide who's the best team. Because in a two-game series, if you have one really good arm, if you have... Well, for Marine City, when Jeff Heslop throws and then Wyatt Walker, you have a one-two punch, and then that's you need one or two arms to maybe get you to the finish line in the other games.
1: And I think in the case of Marine City, they're more fortunate than a lot of teams in in those divisions because
2: I think basically they got five arms. Yeah, and well, I saw them play Lakeshore. Lakeshore does not have that pitching.
1: Yeah, no. So I can understand why Lakeshore – doesn't want to have a three-game series because they got nobody to pitch the third. But game. I will
2: tell you, it is awesome, especially when you get up in the Mac White or last year in the Mac Blue when we had day one is Larry Smayfield versus Owen Johnson, day two is Derek Ruiz versus Maceo Miller. Or in the Mac White when you have uh, Turner, Hurlbert, and when Bleasdale was healthy, Bleasdale pitching against Gross Point North and Anchor Bay those are yeah. electric when you have three dudes on the mound. Or, or last
1: year when you could throw
2: Murcaw yeah. at somebody and then Turner
1: and then whoever you want. Yes. Yeah, a lot of fun. One last score, Anchor Bay beat Lakeview one to nothing yesterday in baseball action. Take our final break and uh, then uh, be back with our final segment.
4: I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future.
3: Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
4: The
1: YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on A Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at
2: 810-987-6400, extension 132.
1: Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, Ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at
0: SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to Get Stuck on Sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, Dennis and Brady Beaton, our final segment today. Uh, doesn't
2: involve games it involves well, names well mm, <laughs> i i don't know like if this is a thousand percent legit but we'll hold off but we may have th- five finalists for the new Sandusky mascot which seems like they went really quick deciding that like submissions opened like on fr- last Friday or something but don't, I want to know how many submissions they actually got. Uh, I heard a hundred over 150, which that's a pretty good response. Yes, but um, and unless I get this confirmed, um, I don't want to throw this out there yet. But I will say, if the five I saw are the five that are the finalists, I'm very underwhelmed. Well, I'm see, very
1: now. You're like, oh, I'll tell you on the air. And well, I ju- I, I
2: did a little more research, and I'm being being responsible and not throwing something out there that i don't have confirmed so i i'm sorry i didn't mean to give you the tease and not tell you i'll I'll tell you off the air what the five are but i think you'll have the same response maybe i'll get a text back in the next five minutes and say yes these are the ones or no i don't know where they got that from
1: well if if i get um to to submit De, still demats is not one of them which is no, I, I'm, I'm going with either the
2: wombats or the koalas see the ones i will tell you the names i liked um that weren't i that w- aren't on this list i did like the idea but the demats i was a serious uh suggestion for me but besides that i did like the idea of the bucks mm-hmm. i thought that was a cool one especially with the connection to the Milwaukee Bucks. There there's a reason for that. There's a deeper meaning not going that just like, "Oh, t- Tigers are cool. I want to be the tiger." Um and the other one I liked that when I was texting Folsom, he said um name them the 46ers after the road that runs through Sandusky, <laughs> which is unique and would have meant something, but not maybe not the best, but I don't I didn't hate that one either. At least if you can explain the meaning behind it, which the ones I saw didn't look like it had a lot of uh um a lot of meaning. Yeah.
1: It always takes me back to to how disappointed I was when I found out the reason the Fort Wayne comets spell comet with a K
2: because their owner's last name started with a K. No, it was it's- his
1: wife. Oh, the the original owner's wife, her last name was like Kate or something like that with a K, and so instead of spelling it C O M E T S, he spelled it with a K. <laughs> And that was the whole reason. And I was like, I remember going. I'm kind of disappointed now that I know that. Right. I wish I wish you hadn't
2: told me. Right. <laughs> but anyway, this. Uh, what do we have the rest of this week? Today you have a doubleheader up in Cross Lex. You get to see what I would presume to be a few home runs. <laughs>
1: well, we'll see. Weather permitting, we've got Crosslex and Port here on Northern Softball, two games uh, up uh, in uh, Crosslex. I haven't I, I went up there a couple of times last year for softball. Haven't been up there this year. I think, I think I did six of their games last year. You, saw the, him, you saw the doubleheader against Northern the, the, last that year. That was at Northern, and then I went up there on Marysville, played a doubleheader up and there, City. and there were a ton of home runs in that one. And then I was supposed to see a doubleheader with Cass City. We got through six innings of the
2: first game, and then the skies opened up. Um, and we weren't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I actually have Port Huron softball the next two days. Today against Grosse Point South. And tomorrow, Marine City, if they can beat Port Huron, will clinch a share of the MAC Blue title. All right. Which would be very well deserved. Um, we talked about Marine City. It would be nice to add a, another MAC championship to the uh, – to the trophy case for them. So we've got already at Richmond
1: baseball and softball league championships and Marine city could have a baseball and softball championship in the same season too. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: and right now those are our only official title winners. Yeah. Cause St. Claire controls their own destiny in the white. Uh, they finished third in the white in baseball softball. They control their own destiny. Uh, Northern can split if. Oh yeah, that's what we never talked about. I teased the Northern yes. thing, and I never talked about it. Shame on me. We got distracted with something else. Um, so Northern was supposed to play Lance Cruz yesterday on Tuesday for the makeup game or the the re, the restarted game, and it was supposed to be there. They had it scheduled. Then they couldn't get umpires. And it got changed. And when I was talking to Nate Maness, he goes, it's not today. That's all I can tell you right (laughs) now. He's like, I could tell. He's like, I just want to play this game. And then today, you know why they want to because they want a league title. That's a big deal for Northern. At what point,
1: though, does somebody in the Mac conference who's got the authority to do it just says, hey, fellas the score is the
2: score, game over, sorry. No, I would th- I would throw a fit. No, it's three and a half innings of baseball. That is not a game. Then I would say, okay, you want to say the score is the score, you take it back to the last inning, and we were tied because it was 5-5 at the end of the last complete inning. No, that, sorry for no. your luck, Coach Breeden, nope. but we have to move on. Playoffs I are starting. I would get you. Th- I would do everything to get you thrown out. That is the dumbest thing to go. Oh, that team had four at bats. But so. at a certain
1: at a certain point, you, you, you got to go. All right, for logistics and and everything, we can't get umpires for this. You know, we're going to make a team travel to play three innings of baseball. Is it
2: really yes. that important? Yes, yes, it is. When you're when you're building a program, and you're trying to build a culture somewhere to be able to see results, to get kids to buy in. Because you know Nate Mann has asked that team to work hard. You know they're asking them to do a lot. To give them some th- that reward to say, this is what you're working for. Yes, it is worth it to do that.
1: But if, uh, uh, if you're the coach at Lance Cruz, you're looking at me going, you're crazy, Stucky.
2: I don't care about your program. I'm the Mac champs. Let's start the playoffs. Then I, no, no, you're not. You didn't finish a the game. Then if you don't come, that's a forfeit, and you split. But that—that's not how you see. You're perceiving it because we want Northern to win no, a championship. No, no. If and, I'm and scheduling a team. game and the other coach is saying I'm not coming, no. I'm but not.
1: put yourself in the other. Put yourself in Lance Cruz's position.
2: Yeah, they you want already, this game
1: to be. They've already it's done. This we year. want seven then, to five.
2: Then forfeit. Then forfeit the rest of the game, and you get your MAC title but it's for an outright MAC title for them. No, you you don't get to just say the game's over. This isn't backyard wiffle ball where we go, ah, oh, oh, those streetlights came on. It's 7-5 right now. The game's over. The I, c- I bet
1: you that in the end you're going to be disappointed because to me that will be the more
2: likely end of this if they can't get umpires in the next 24 hours. If it came to that, then they would call the game a no contest and Northern would finish a half game back. If... That was the case. I there is a zero percent chance that they go. Oh, it's seven five. That's the game. What does it matter
1: if if you win it by a half game or you lose it by a half game? But I'm saying
2: there is no chance they just go. Well, that's the score, so it's over. Why not? Because that's not how it works. That why not? Because it's they've had four. It's in the middle of an inning. So, okay, five. It's high school. It's not major leagues. So this is the last time a lot of these kids get to play then why do we cover it if it's not the it's, major it's leagues? It's not the last time that these then kids why get we, to then why are we covering play? if it's not the if it's not the major leagues then if it's not important. I then didn't say it wasn't about? important. That's what you're implying.
1: I'm not implying anything. I'm just asking you why is this one game so
2: precious to you because you know i know how much work you put in to get to this point in the season to win a league title and if you just a poop on it is dumb not pooping yes on you are looking, you're acting like i'm looking like, at it going you're acting as this is a nothing we, doubleheader no, i'm
1: just going guys are, are we getting umps for this or not is it worth the the travel that one of the teams is going to have to do uh that's all I'm asking. And I said yes Is to it all of really those. Is it really that and important you kept going, to why? everybody
2: involved? Yes. Because I think these are questions you have to ask. Yes. Then why do standings? Why have a season if when you get to a little tough part at the point you go, oh, well, I, it's too much work, too many logistics. Ah, screw it. It's not, we're not doing it.
1: Again, easy for you to say when you don't have to schedule
2: buses or – Half okay, the teams don't umpires. even use buses in baseball. They travel, they ride well, by themselves. That's fine too, but gas prices are 60 million dollars a okay, gallon. Okay, then why do anything? Okay. Why 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 even play baseball? Why not just focus on academics? Why not? Because it's stupid <laughs> and you're just being an all right, no, I'm not I'm, I'm just going to stop before I get sponsors I'm, mad at us. I'm just
1: I'm just asking questions that have to be asked, and you're just like told, no, we can't ask any questions about no, this We I, have
2: to I, play this game I've, or the earth ends. I've answered every one of your questions, and your response has been, but why? But why? I'm But why? Because
1: you're you, – I, I What
2: question, question that, did I not answer? Why
1: can you take that position, but I can't? What Because question your did I not position answer? right from the start is this has to be done, and I don't care what you say to me. I'm going to tell you it has to be done. Then what question did I not answer of yours? All of them. And we'll end with that.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.